0: We've just been doing these every um, every week we just hop on and just you know chat about current events in crypto um, you know and then sometimes we you know we go in depth on certain topics that are just like related to it um, and we've we've had some really awesome discussions and people have asked some really great questions so like if at any time like while you're on if you have a question you know feel free to just like chime in and, and ask it and um, you know you know we, we we usually have a couple topics that we you know set out to talk about. But then after that, like, you know, it, we, we kind of let things go wherever they may. And uh, we've, you know, covered a lot of really cool stuff. So thanks for thanks for joining us um, here on Dipcatcher Catcher Radio. Um, this is August 20th, Thursday. And it's been quite an exciting couple couple weeks around here. Um, the, the two things we're going to talk about today are um, this like random cryptocurrency that um, we just kind of stumbled upon that has a couple elements of things that, that we talk about here a lot, like, you know, coins that we really like, such as like Bitcoin and Hex. It has a couple interesting elements of, of those two. Um, and so that one um, is, has been, you know, pretty cool to, to buy and hold on to. And then um, following up from last week where we were talking about this obscure cryptocurrency platform called YAM. And this whole concept of yield farming. Um, where last week, like live during our, our call, we we talked about how like like we watched Yam kind of like unfold as they found a bug in the code and a couple hundred thousand dollars got locked up and and there was just like all this craziness. Um, and we literally just watched it live unfold in front of us. And today it's like perfect timing because. Um, the, the people that, that built this crypto YAM, they are trying to you know recover the funds and trying to issue a new version and it requires you to like claim your YAM version too. And so um, it, it'll be some interesting uh, discussion around like like what are these cryptocurrencies? Like are they companies? Are they just like social networks? Are they games? Like what are they? Um, and we'll, we're actually gonna be claiming YAM2 on um, you know, for ourselves because, you know, we, we bought some YAM, you know, to, you know, uh, you know, kind of experiment with it. And we saw this like crazy thing happen. And so we're, we're actually going to convert our YAM into YAM V2. And that actually be a good example for people who are just learning how to use MetaMask um, to manage things on the Ethereum network. Um, you'll just be able to, you know, watch, you know, how, how to do it. because you know, we, and, and we'll just talk through because that's what we're doing when, when we're claiming our YAM V2. We're just going to be, Executing a smart contract and then um, and that'll be a really good example for people. who are just getting started. Um, so thanks for thanks for uh, joining us tonight. So let me just pull up my screen. Um, and then we're just going to get started telegram who, who's on telegram. If, if you're not in our telegram group. Um, we'll reach out and we'll, we'll send the link um, we, we that's usually where like, you know, whenever things are happening in real time. That's usually where I post to first so uh, it's a great way to just kind of you know keep in track what, what's going on so um the first thing we're going to just cover is kind of when what, what's going on in in flow uh, um so uh flow is kind of like this obscure cryptocurrency that um it launched a couple days ago um, it launched uh so nine days ago flow came out and um it it has like, it's, it's like a very basic cryptocurrency. Like it, it basically does nothing except for just, you know, exist. Um, and th- what people are really drawn to about is, um, something that we talked about last week, which is this concept of yield and this concept of, um, you know, just like, you know, like by holding a cryptocurrency, you're able to like earn more of it. Um, and so, um, That's what kind of drew me to flow. I I literally just randomly read a tweet. I I just browse Twitter and see what people are talking about. Um, And I found something where people, and the thing that people were like promoting about flow was that it was just launching and that the founder was locking up like half the funds to go into a liquidity pool. So they they were providing liquidity for it. And, um, and people were just like, Oh, and it pays 1%, you know, uh, they say that pays like 365% APY. So they're talking about like this like big yield that you get, you know, where the more you like, you know, as you hold your amount compounds kind of like what hex does when you stake your hex, which is, you know, for people who are new here, that's like one of our first examples of these like yield generating cryptocurrencies. Um, Flow kind of has that element of, of hex, but it has the fixed supply um, and the, um, the emission the emission schedule of Bitcoin, where the the inflation rate cuts in half abruptly every couple of years. Um, and so it has two, you know, kind of like economic characteristics of some of the things that you know we really like. Uh, and um and so it like that that's why I was like initially drawn to it. Um, and the the way that it it works, it's kind of like Ample, which we talked about last week, where Ample is designed to where when the price goes up, your balance increases, and when your price when price goes down, the balance decreases. Like don't don't worry about trying to wrap your mind around that just yet. But like go watch that last week's video. Uh, but like flow um, by holding it every day, your balance just increases, and nobody sends you the money. Like it's not a transaction. It's just a it, it just suddenly appears. It's like this like interesting property of. Um, cryptocurrencies, which can actually catch people off guard, is that your balance can actually change. Um, And so it doesn't really matter what the number is in your wallet. Um, What really matters is your percent ownership of the whole. And so um, flow is kind of like an interesting example of this where um, like every day, there's 1% inflation applied equally to all holders. So it's almost like a universal basic income where like where like everybody who holds the, the currency earns 1% of it per year. And that 1% is paid, um, you know, just from inflation. So it's not collected like a tax and then paid. It's just like purely from inflation. Um, but the inflation applies equally to everybody in the whole system. So it's as if nobody received it because everyone is still equal. Like, you know, the, the number went up, but like the their relative balance stayed the same. And so it had like, in, in, in many ways, this sort of inflation in in, in flow, um, It's I think it's mainly psychological, like the impact that it's having, um, but people, just like the way that they measure their, their return on investment um, in, you know, it, like, a, you know, they, they put hundred dollars into here. And then when they think about how much that's worth, like they think about it in, in, you know, number times price. And so, um, like in times like now where like, there's so much new interest because uh, you know, we're, we're entering like the start of like this next major bull cycle, like on these four year periods, um, that, that we, that we discuss um, pretty frequently, um, that like, there's already increasing demand. And so that increasing demand compounded with your balance just increasing, that's really attractive in, in in like this current environment. And so that's why there's been a lot of demand around, you know, like hex, like that was like, probably the first main, uh, it's not mainstream, because no, nothing in crypto is mainstream. But like main kind of, and, and and even hex isn't mainstream in, in crypto. That's probably a bad example. Like hex is probably the first made, like bit like large scale um, example of like kind of like this yield farming concept that's been coming out. Um, and then that's really grown over this year. And that's kind of where where things like flow fit in. Is where like it, it pays you more, but um, everyone else is getting paid the same. So the the increase in in your um, in like your in the value of your coins like um it 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 like prices are already going up and so like you know the 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 increasing balance it it doesn't necessarily um you know make that much of an impact and so um you know it, i think it's primarily psychological um but the thing that could kind of give flow, this, you know, just some like energy is this happening, like how in Bitcoin, the, the inflation rate cuts in half over time, every four, every four years in Bitcoin, the inflation rate cuts in half. Um, I think in this one, it's, it's shorter. So this one every year, the inflation cuts in half. So um, those types of supply shocks, um, you know, they, they cause a lot of uncertainty about the future. And so that's what leads to like crazy price runs. Um, and so I actually like because it has this like kind of built in volatility. I think that flow is, is one that is going to be a good one to be on the lookout for like dips to catch. Like you want to, you know, just because it has kind of like this, like happening, like when we look at the, at the Bitcoin chart on, on trading view like that four-year happening causes those like bull, those like bull and bust cycles Um, flow kind of has that built in, but on a yearly basis. Um, and so I think there's going to be a lot of volatility and flow and what that means is, um, a lot of opportunity for, um, you know, just like buying, being, at, having opportunities to buy at like a, you know, a low price on a relative basis. So, um, flow has been you know pr- pretty just exciting. Like, I, I just like love the simplicity of, of how it works and, um, the smart contract itself is pretty simple. Like, you know, th- that's... Yeah.
1: Before you go on can I ask you one question about the price it's going again sure. so what well, you're saying um buy low right and this has only been a few days so have do have we seen low like I mean you we all bought a few like a while ago so we kind of got in pretty early but uh-huh. it, I mean is is this as low as it's gonna ever get are we still in the low days are we just like nickel and diming that's or- a great
2: question almost like
1: really- Going right now just get in don't worry about it and go
0: um, yes that's a, that's a great question um, so like when, when we look at the chart um, so we'll, we'll share this link this is a site that, that I, I put up um, just to help me look at the chart and be able to make a trade right here um, and so this is when flow launched uh, so about nine days ago and like the, the way it, it launched, it th- there was no like VCs involved, and like there was no fundraising involved. Like you know, you know how like in Hex, there's like the whole like adoption amplifier concept. Like you know that that doesn't exist in this. And so like the price is like it, it, it's like one of the most fair like launches. And so like it's it's like it didn't have like the VC premium kind of baked in, where like it's like a higher price but artificially. And so it like effectively, you know, has to start from zero. Um, And so just because like, you know, getting in on that like first day, like, you know, it it is nickel and diming because like, you know, it's gone up like a thousand percent in the last week, (laughs) like from like, you know, from first time you could reasonably buy it, you know, to like right now it's up like a thousand percent one, um, but that's because like buying down here, like um every like if, if you bought um you know at point one, every point one price movement, you're doubling your you're you're up a hundred percent. And so like the, er, the earlier that you can buy, or just like the lower you can buy, the less that it needs to go up for your balance to double, you know, whereas like like if if you bought at you know 0.6 like you know you're you're still way up like you're up uh if you bought it at 0.6 you're still up what is that 264 percent like you're still up a lot but now it requires price to go up by 0.6 for you to go up a hundred percent so like you know, it, it, it's certainly like, this is certainly very early. Um, like you, you can look at the, um, let's look at the, um, where can we find the, let's, let's look at the, like, I think there's only like 1300, um, only like 1300 addresses. Okay, 1500. So right now there's 1500 addresses of flow. And let's compare that to, uh, let's compare that to hex, just because like, you know, hex is like, it's still early, but like, you know, a lot of the major upside, you know, has already been, been allocated. Um, so if we look for hex, um, you know, there's 192,000 addresses. Like, and, and part of that is is like, you know, not all those have hex or like have much hex, uh, but still like flow is very new like it's been around for nine days whereas like you know hex has been around for uh what is it like 250 days and so like you know it, it's still it, like it's it's starting from zero and you know whether you get in it like you know 0.5 or one like it, it it does make a difference you know like a pretty big difference It adds up over time but like you know you, you can't go back in time and um so you know getting in in the first like week or two week of these things like like it, it still has a chance of going to zero but the upside from here because there's so much risk of it going to zero the upside can still be really big so um you know don't don't like you know don't lose money that you otherwise need like you, you don't want to like just go all in like some people in the chat room claim to like be all in on some of this stuff and you can kind of check. Like when we look at the holders, um, you know, there's, you know, some people have like tens of thousands of, of flow, you know, so like, you know, people have significant amounts, but these people are also probably really wealthy. Like we just look at like a random person who holds uh, 79,000 flow. Let's look and see what else they have. Um, Let's see, how can we view their app? We're, we're just gonna go to their their wallet and let's just count other people's money.
1: <laughs> I love that one.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I've definitely come to love Ethereum.
0: That's a smart contract, so that, that's not a person. That's a little bit harder. That's a, that's a contract.
2: So that's, that's a little bit harder
0: to, to look at. That's also a contract. <laughs> Um, you know, so like people that hold large amounts of these, um, they tend to, um, you know, they, they already have a lot of money. So, you know, don't, you don't want to risk that because, you know, because there's so like, you know, it it has every chance of going to zero. Like, you know, we, we can look at the, we can like look at the contract and like, you know, assume that it's going to be all right. Oh, that's hex. Um, like we, we can just like, you know, look at it and, uh, you know, and and it's pretty simple. Like, like literally like everything that runs flow fits in 759 lines of code. Like, I don't know what this code says. Um, you know, but what, what I look for, and, and this is actually like, a, like just like a, a good piece of advice, like in, in these coins, um, like The less Ethereum addresses there are in the contract code, the better. So like numbers, like, okay, that's not an address, but numbers that start with OX. So like, if we just search in this contract, like you just kind of tap through, like those are just numbers, regular numbers, okay, that's a potential Ethereum address or that's the contract address. I don't know. Let's just keep looking. Okay, so in there, we only found one thing that looked like an Ethereum address and that's like a good sign because it means that they don't have addresses that can like take all the money. And so like, that's like a good sign. And so like, I don't really know what all this code says Um, you like and and that's part of the risk. Like, you know, I don't have enough time or like money to like properly audit this. And so like, that's what you know part of why it can go to zero. That's like why gam like literally like went to zero. but. You know, there's, there's still a lot of risk involved in inflow because it's so new. It hasn't been tested. You know, nothing bad has happened yet. We don't know what bad thing could happen. Um, so, like, the more risk there is, the more reward there is. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's definitely still early, but um, you also, you, you want to be buying at when the price is dipping. Uh, you know, you, you want to be buying, uh, you know, when, you know, people are selling. Like, you don't, like like, yeah, it's fine. Like if, if you must, like, you know, you, you can, you can buy when the price is going up and, and usually, you know, that like people some like still have success doing that, but you want to have enough money so that you can buy at a low price because buying at a low price, just like really like, you know, if, if it's something that you might want to sell sometime in the, in the near future, uh, it's better to get a low price, you know, cause like you know, this 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 doesn't quite fit into like our like long-term, like 10, 15 year holding strategy. Like this is probably a you know something that you you know you buy and then you trade the like four the like one year market cycle, kind of how we do in Bitcoin, like where you know the four year happening cycle creates these like bull and bust cycles. I think flow fits into that. So um it's still too early to like put like serious money into it um but it's definitely one that like you know could you know turn turn an ETH into a couple of ETH and that's that's like you know awesome performance so um, Rain, you,
1: you on the first day huh were you in on the first day
0: yeah i i, I received the first uh the first ever um what, what was it called uh rebase Mm. And so what that means is that the, the balance it goes up one percent per day mm-hmm. so uh, if you ha- like so if you if you bought a thousand um, a thousand uh, flow um, and you the interest rate is one percent or the inflation rate is one percent per day um, and so like if you um, you know at the end of the first 60 days, um, it's going to be like, you know, 1.816, uh, you know, t- times 1.816. So it, it, it has this compounding effect where um, like it's, one, it's 1% per day for 60, for 60 days, but you're not just earning 60% here, it's compounding every day. Um, and so the, the balance is going to go up. Um, but everyone's balance is going up at the same time. And so it, uh, you know, kind of, kind of evens it out, but people like just love that psychological impact of price going up while balance going up because it just feels like they're up extra because they're measuring in dollars. Right. And so like what that really means is that like price, like price is really going up, like this is, this is prices is going up at this aggressive rate during a time of very high inflation. Like 300, that like today's inflation rate in flow is 365 percent, like per year. Like that's that's massive. I mean that's like not even that's that's like U.S. government style inflation. Um, but because the demand is so high in this one, partially because it's starting from zero, and partially because like the develop the developer apparently locked up the the uh, liquidity pool. Um, like we can look at pool, like you can look at pools at FYI to look at um, flow, and so.
1: What does it mean, Brian, that he locked up the liquidity pool, or they? Um,
0: so, he deposited. Uh, let's see how much he. Okay, so ninety-eight uh, percent. So point nine eight five eight times. Uh, one one four four. So he, he has a thousand Ethereum, he has one thousand one hundred twenty seven Ethereum, and um, you know, three hundred fifty nine thousand flow that is in a contract to be a liquidity provider. So remember when we talked about like, ant, like yield farming where like you're providing liquidity by you hold an equal balance of Ethereum to flow and then you can come in and you can just deposit that in this liquidity pool. And when people are buying and selling from you on Uniswap, uh, like a buyer is not buying from a seller, the buyer is buying from the liquidity pool. And at the same time, a seller is selling to the liquidity pool. So the liquidity pool always keeps an equal balance of, of um, you know, of, of, eth- of Ethereum to flow. And so the developer deposited, um, let's see if, if, if I look in the telegram. Um, let's see if we can uh, look at, okay, liquidity lock. Here we go. So, uh, I I don't really I. So the the developer just like I was trying to find how much the developer put in liquidity. Um, I I don't know, but you know he put a lot of his own money up uh, to to be the liquidity pool, and so that just like makes it a good place to trade and like, you know, invest in. And I'm not sure if like the, the pool is actually locked up um, because joining a liquidity pool is the same thing as um, just doing a smart contract. Like, like uh, what we're doing with, and I, I can even, sh- I'm, as an example in a little bit, I'll, I'll even show you how to exit. I'm, I'm in a liquidity pool right now um, for Ample um, I can even show how to like what that really means if, if you all care, but um, the like the, the developer put a lot of his own money up. and so that, like that's part of what's like causing a lot of the demand, you know, because like a big risk in these things is just like the person who created it is just gonna dump their coins on the market and drive the price to zero. And so like in um, in the in flow, uh here we go the like this is how like they they publish how they claim they're going to issue the the coins and the creator only gets five percent and i think it comes after like the first year or something and so like it still is a risk that like you know this uh like 30 percent could uh could end up i guess that's liquidity mining that's different so like this 15% could dump on the market, but that's not necessarily a very high amount. So people actually have like, you know, faith in just in this because the creators don't really have, you know, much. um, They they don't have like that much of the coins to dump. Um, And so there's just like a lot of, you know, people are excited about it. The Telegram chat is pretty crazy. And and so, you know, it's just, you know, there's a lot of hype going on and that's kind of what you're playing in these things. Like, like, you know, this is like I don't I don't understand enough about this to like, you know, really endorse it. You know, you know how like, you know, in a way we kinda you know, we like endorse things like Bitcoin and like hex because like, you know, those are like less risky, like, you know, and it's a little safer for me to, you know, actually like, you know, actually I recommend you know to my friends, like of course, like not financial advice, like, you know, don't go to financial advisor, like they won't know what this stuff is. Like ask me. Like I'm I'm you know, I'll I'll definitely always do my best to like, you know Try to help people, but you know. So, but like you know, so but like I try to never straight like stray people like you know to things that are really going to wreck them. Um, And so you know, this one hasn't kind of met my bar yet, but it's still one that I'm really interested in, and it's super fun. And hopefully, the price goes up. So um, you know, I I I think this is one that you know you should keep your eye on because it's like a good simple way to start getting acclimated to the stuff um, and start learning for you know different characteristics that. help prices of coins go up so (coughs) we we, we can share the contract address or if you just go to flowpro.anvil.app this is where you can look at the chart and and buy so what what you want to be looking for is times when um, let's pull up the Bollinger band Um, so when, when price is in this lower half that's a good time to buy so like all down here let's pull out of it. so like you know that's a good time to buy prices below this line um and so you know th- that, that's probably like the best way to approach this because like there's definitely a lot of hysteria and like um you know it's still very early in in all this stuff like it's it's kind of it's definitely mature like for people that are like like very active and like very in like that are part of this stuff like this, these concepts have been going on for like, you know, about a year now. Um, But now it's like really starting to become accessible and people are like, you know, know, finally figuring out how to use MetaMask, finally figuring out how to, you know, look at these things, learn about these things. Um, So there's, there's still a lot of, um, you know, I I think a lot of upside to to some of these. So, you know, you you don't want to be buying the top unless you're prepared to hold it for longer. Um, And, and, you know so be on the lookout for dips and if you join the dip Catcher telegram like that's you know if i identify good good buy and sell opportunities like that's you know that's that's where i post them so um you know join our telegram um and you know this this one will be one of these ones that we keep monitoring kind of how we we monitor bitcoin and, and hex.
2: hey brian quick question when you take profit do you are you are you just f- putting it into your bitcoin like stacking sats like what's your game plan like how does that like full cycle sort of happen
0: so um as of now just because like ethereum is the one that you can use to like buy things like this um i just keep it in ethereum and because ethereum's like you know Ethereum's is a strong performer as well in this environment um and like ethereum's like i mean ethereum just you know has like massive upside potential but there's definitely more like uh like it goes in cycles. Um, and so uh, like there, there are times where it's good to be holding Ethereum and there's times when it's not. And times when, it, when it's good to hold Ethereum is when, um, is when uh, like people are using it for to invest in other things. So like, uh, you know, because in order to buy Flow, you have to buy Ethereum first in order to buy Hex, you have to buy Ethereum first. You know, in order to buy Yam and Yield Farm, you have to have Ethereum first. So like new money coming in first goes through Ethereum. And then it goes to people who put that Ethereum to work. Like the people who are building these things or like people who are like, you know, who are in the DeFi space, like DeFi runs on Ethereum. So they're holding Ethereum. So the time when like a new dollar coming in um, is then like sold as profit to somebody who's like, you know, the, the type of people who are in, the, in this market right now. Um, the Ethereum's aren't, aren't really coming out for dollars. Um, and, and they're even not even leaving Ethereum because if they, you know, usually like, like on, on Binance, like in the last market cycle, when all the trading was done on Binance, which is where you have to have an account and like, you know, they're custodying your coins And you can instantly trade between Bitcoin and, um, Ethereum. Like profits on Ethereum to like altcoin trades would go into Bitcoin. But a lot of the profits are actually staying in Ethereum, which is pretty interesting. It's different than the last one, but it makes a lot of sense because, um, in Ethereum, there's something called, it's called wrapped Bitcoin. So let me, let me just pull up the, um. Oh, Hex is pumping today, that's nice. So um, there's wrapped Bitcoin. And so this is like Bitcoin that is locked up in a smart contract, um, but not really locked up in a smart contract because Bitcoin doesn't operate with smart contracts. It's, it's actually held by Nexo, effectively. Um, or the, the, the company that, like, some we've we shared in some of our old videos is a, is a lending service called Nexo, where you post Bitcoin as collateral, take out a loan. Like you're, you're holding your Bitcoin with a custodian called BitGo. Um, and BitGo is the one who does the, the, who custodies the Bitcoin for wrapped Bitcoin. So, like, you know, people are buying this, like taking profit in it, but um, it's, it, it's not as, it's not that useful. And there's a lot of risk involved. Um, and because uh, the, the price of Ethereum, like Ethereum has been out competing Bitcoin for, for all of 2020 so like ethereum has just in general been a good hold anyways um and so um, but it's more of like an active trade because like measured against like bitcoin it's like there, there are times when price is really high and then like you know the times when price is really low and it all depends on like what what the market cycles that are happening on top of ethereum like in 2017 this was the icos so these like crazy wacky startups were saying we're gonna put, uh, you know, we're, we're we're gonna put like, you know, basket weaving on the blockchain type of stuff, um, like and there was all this craziness. People were buying Ethereum to invest in these like wacky startups, and then the founders would just dump the coins. So like all the money that was raised to go to the ICOs in 2017, it got sold off. You know over the course of the next like two and a half years you know and now that you know all the ico founders have like cashed out all their ETH, um and at the same time all that hysteria funded a lot of development in these decentralized exchanges like uniswap um and just the ethereum ecosystem in general um you know things like hex came out on top of ethereum um and like, you know, now that there's a lot of activity in this DeFi space, it's pushing the price of Ethereum up. And so um, I like e- even over the next couple years, just, you know, holding Ethereum is still a good bet. Like, you know, there, there are going to be things that, out, that outperform Ethereum. Like over 2020, you know, like Hex, even amidst this like crazy sell-off, you know, even though like, you know, we're, we we have like our first major bear market in HEX, we're still up 1000% over Ethereum in this time period. So like things certainly outperform Ethereum, you know, flow, like we, we look at flow measured in, this, this doesn't show that, it doesn't show it properly. Um, but like, you know, so things outperform Ethereum, but even like if you miss like, you know, like, like kind of what, what we were talking about a little bit earlier where like, you know, if you sold, uh, you know, flow at $2 and then you didn't buy the dip and then price continued to go up. Like, you know, you could have had more, but it's okay. Like I'm still happy to have that. ETH. So it's it's like, that's, that's kind of a good thing about, about things like this and like hex too, where like, even if I bought hex and then price went down further, I'm still happy to have the hex. So it's like not that big of a deal. And if like, you know, if you sell you know if you sell and then price continues to go up you know as long as the thing you sold for is something you're still happy to have but it's still going up um you know you 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 don't have to feel so bad about timing the top and bottom so perfectly because it's very difficult um and so that's that's kind of like the underlying you know dynamic here is that like taking profit at at whatever price is good because like you know you're increasing your balance and um you know and, and just for like you know convenience because the trading happens all on eth the, the flow profit doesn't really go back into Bitcoin. Like like the way I compound Bitcoin is, is, is separate from, like this is like what I consider like high risk, it's like high risk e-commerce. Like, you know, where like you're, you know, you're, you're trying to buy the thing that's going to sell well in the next couple months. Whereas, you know, Bitcoin is kind of like, that's like a real estate play. Like where you're, you're trying to accumulate something that, um you know you you can you can leverage later and so it's just like a different strategy um so that that's that's kind of why you know why it doesn't you know the this activity that doesn't necessarily flow into bitcoin yeah so um yeah check out flow flow pro um you know what i love about flow is it's so simple like you know hex it like takes a while to really unpack because there's like different dynamics um but you know Flow, it's really simple and it's a good way just to kind of, you know, like kind of like Hex was like a good way to start learning how to, you know, how to set up your MetaMask wallet, how to make a trade on Uniswap, you know, how to do these things. Like, you know, this is, you know, you just got to practice and things like Flow are good things to practice on because, you know, if you just put a little bit of money in just like, you know, to kind of, you know, get your bearings, you know, it could go up and it could you know get pretty excited. Then you want to learn more and then you're more confident, you know, how to troubleshoot. And so, um overall, like you know, if you're if you're gonna start practicing um you know on how to do this stuff, like learn how to get some ETH and then you know learn how to use Uniswap is, is a great way to do it. And so flowpro.amble.app, we'll we'll definitely share this link. Um and you know, we'll 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 keep having fun there. Um so yeah, the, uh, so that that was like the first main thing um that we were gonna talk about today um was, was flow. We'll we'll share these links. Um, the next thing that uh, we want to follow up on is yam. Um, so last week uh, we watched this like craziness unfold where uh, there was a critical bug in, the, in, in this like thing called yam. Yam was this, what we were talking about last week was this whole concept of yield farming. So people have been making these like kind of meme coins, you know, named after vegetables Cause like, you're, you know, you're farming it and like, there's kind of like this like subculture around that. And it's kind of a race to zero because like you're, you're, you're effectively like, like either borrowing or lending money and then using the borrowed money to like lend money. <laughs> so it's like, you're, you're just like arbitraging like interest rate effectively. And just different, like, you know, uh, like coin distribution, things like, like with flow, like, the increasing uh, inflation paid to everybody makes flow like something that could be used in like a farming application. So like that's a whole different topic, but um, but like YAM was like you know this this like platform that, that enabled that, and what they, they had a, a a critical bug in their code that locked up a bunch of money, and um, when we go to let's look at the charts, we remember what happened. Um, so y- yam is meant to be pegged to a dollar and when price is above a dollar your balance goes up and when price is below a dollar balance goes down and so the like it's part of this like hysteria we're like and that's why people like flow because it's kind of like it's like this but like your balance only goes up like when, when price is below a dollar like your balance is going down and so you, like we look at like my YAM balance in this time, my YAM balance has gone from six to 150 to like 66 to 74. And so like it like it, it's one of these rebase coins, which you should watch. If you're interested in hearing about that, watch last week's video and some of the snippets. But um, so last week YAM failed. They had a critical bug and Today they uh, they posted this um, medium article about how to, like they, they're they gonna set up YAM version two, and it's gonna be a placeholder that doesn't do the rebase. Cause like people wanna hold on to it, like they wanna do this YAM thing, but like they don't wanna like be rebased to death. Because like the, the thing that, part of it broke like it can still kind of work but not how it was intended so people want like want to get out of this and so the people behind yam you know are issuing this like yam v2 and it until yam v3 is fully audited and they can like hire people that are going to review the code and like test it um you know they're 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 just going to have this placeholder until that one's ready to go and so this they just announced this last night uh and so like you know it's it's pretty funny to see this play out because this isn't a company like yam is not a corporation it's like not even a like an organization it's it's literally like a handful of of just like individuals that just like built this and uh like it, you know, and, and it's kind of like a loose knit type, you know, thing. And like they, they, they are, I, they, they keep a certain amount of the supply, um, for themselves. And that's just like built into the code. Um, and, and so, but it like people, you know, agree to adopt it and like factor in, you know, how much the initial team get, you know? So it's like in effect, like you're, you know, you're paying them in like, you know, either like the initial supply that they get or in like whatever amount of the inflation that they get, it's like you're paying them in that. And then, um, you know, like the return on your like investment, um, you know, is like the thing to like measure that against. And so it's like, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, you, you pay a company so that they can continue to provide you a service or, or like you pay them in exchange for having provided the service. And so like that, that was like, you know, like, you know, with this, it's like nobody had to fix this, but like the people that issued it, like they had enough at stake where they wanted to, because like it was the the creators of this, whose money got locked up. And so they want to like salvage that. They're not going to be able to unlock that money. Um, like it's, I think it's money gone forever, but they're, they, they'll be able to like, you know, do the thing that they were hoping to make money on. Like, you know, they put up, I think it was like $600,000 that got locked they put that money up or they put a large portion of it up. And so like they did that because they were going to try to make a return on that investment. And so like, that's, you know, that's like just part of the dynamics of these things is like you factor in like how much the founders own and, and, and what stake the founders have in it or just like the people involved in it or just the people that might've joined after the fact, like, are there people that maybe weren't part of creating it, but they bought in early. And so like, you know, every 10% up that the price goes, like their balance is going up like hundred percent. Like, you know, there's, you know, people that just have a vested interest, like they're the ones that like act to execute on this, you know? And so it's, it's like, it's not like a formal company at all, but it's just like a mutually, like, you know, mutually agreed upon like set of terms that are laid out in the code. And like, even Yam was like, you know, telling people like at the start, like they have these old tweets, uh, uh, they, they like tweeted um, that like this is this is not audited like use at your own risk like this is experimental like people still put a ton of money in the system and and but like it, it went down in value so much because it had like a critical bug and so like that that's like part of the risk and when we talk about things like going to zero that's like kind of what it means like um, you, you know.
1: Brian, is there anything like this in the other world, the non-crypto world? Like, does anything like this exist?
0: Kind of. Um, in, in a way, so margin trading. So when we talk about, like, borrowing money, like, when, when prices low, borrow dollars, buy Bitcoin with it, and then, you know, a little bit later sell the Bitcoin and then pay back the dollar loan and keep the difference. Like, you know, we, we, we talk about that here on, in the context of, like averaging into the lowest price of the month, you know, and, and we do like one to five leverage at most with like a tiny portion of what we have. Like, you know, that that's like that that's that's leverage trading, that's margin trading, but that's like a responsible use of it. High margin trading is kind of like this: we're like binary options, where like during a certain window, price is going up and your balance is going up. So if you bought and sold during that time, like you're in profit. So there's like a tiny window of like profit and like same at the bottom. Like if you bought, if you bought when price was low and then sold when price was higher, but, but when, it's, when, when this is low, like your balance is decreasing. So like there's like a tiny window of opportunity here of when you should like buy and sell. So it's like a binary option. So it's like a high risk, like high margin trade. So that's kind of like what it is. But in terms of like balance going up as price goes up and then uh, balance decreasing as price going down. um, Yeah, I mean, I guess there are other things like, uh, but it goes kind of more in one direction where like if the price of copper goes up, it makes more sense to produce more copper. So the supply of copper goes up. But as the copper price goes down, um, like maybe like, you know, There's a little bit less supply because like copper is now cheap enough to buy for like, you know, different applications that like remove copper from like copper that could be sold, I guess. So in some ways it's kind of like copper or things where like when the price is high, there's so much available to produce that like, you know, they're able to produce it. And then when price is low stuff that has already been produced is now cheap enough to use for, other applications that'll like remove it from the supply that could be sold. Maybe it's kind of like that. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I'd have to think more if that's a really good example. But you know, there there is this dynamic at play. But in here, like the orders of magnitude change is just massive, and the time that it takes to make that change is so small that um, you know it's just like a like you know it, it's it's different here, but it, it, it's things like this do kind of exist elsewhere. Um, and so yeah I mean you know yeah you'll have to watch last week to get full context but today we're actually going to migrate our yam we bought some yam in time for last week's thing and uh this one is down like this you know this is like you know this is why you shouldn't risk like you know big money on on these things is that like it can go down a lot (laughs) and you know and like you know so you don't want to like you know, on a whim, just like buy some random thing, especially buying it when it's super high and or like the price is going up because like, you know, something like that could happen, you know, on, on something that like, you know, because you don't know, like how can you predict that? I mean, I guess you, a lot of people predicted there would be a critical bug. So I guess this one wouldn't be that hard to predict. But, you know, with, you know, other things, like it, it's hard to predict what's going to happen. And there's always, especially with new things, like literally that was found on its first day. Like that that just shows the risk of getting into things super early before they've had time to be tested. Like here, it was tested with its first balance adjustment and the first balance adjustment showed that it had a critical failure. And so like, that's like the risk of like getting on day one. And so like, you know, when it works, it works. And, and like the reward pays off, like what we saw on flow, but getting in on flow has worked out great. Getting in first day on yam, not so great. So like different, you know, you never know. And that's why it's so risky. Like, that's why for most people getting started, like just buying like Bitcoin and Ethereum and, and Hex, like you'll probably be fine. You know, Hex is probably the, you know, in some way, it's, it's more risky on the short term basis, but I think over, it's going to be less risky on a long-term basis. Um, but like for most people, like getting started, you should, you know, hold on to those. But then like with money that you might otherwise spend on like, you know, a movie theater or like, you know, money you're spending on Netflix or money you're spending on, Eating out, like whatever, you know. Stop doing those things for a month. Put that money into like some like random thing that you hear about on a whim on Twitter, and it might work out. And so, you know, definitely you don't want to like risk your whole. You don't want to risk the farm on a yam farm uh, because you you just might lose your real farm. Um, But if you you know you can risk your Netflix, you know what you're going to pay for Netflix over the next couple months. You could you could risk that on yam for sure. And if it doesn't work out, you know, fuck it. Um, but today we're, we're going to, we're actually going to migrate. So this is actually be a really good example for um, how to do a smart contract. Um, Cause that's what, what Ethereum is. Ethereum's like main use case is like using other financial products. You know, so like when you're, when you're buying, when you're buying Hex, you're using a smart contract. When you're staking Hex, you're using a smart contract. And you know, when you're, you know, migrating YAM V1 to YAM V2 because they're trying to, prepare for YAM V3 to fix a critical bug that emerged 12 hours into the launch of YAM V1, you do a smart contract. Like, you know, whatever it is, like, that's, that's just like, like a, that's like the training wheels thing. Like, you got to learn how to, like, ride the bike. Um, so this will be a perfect example. And then we can, you know, kind of speculate on what we think is going to happen with YAM with uh, V2. So view migration tr- checklist. So I need to approve the contract.
2: Confirm.
0: Okay, so we actually had to, uh, so we had to approve it. So approving the the contract is putting forth an Ethereum. So what we did here is um, we uh, executed a smart contract that says that we approve YAM to be spent from this from like this website. So. You can speed it up. I didn't speed it up because, um, like, it's already pretty expensive. So, like, to do that, to just, like, set up, like, to get ready to migrate the tokens, I had to spend $3. So, my YAM balance is, like, $70 or whatever it is. I don't know how much it's worth right now. Okay, so a little more than that. So, this is about 100 bucks. I had to spend 3% just to, like, start unlocking it. And it could take, let's see how long it thinks it's going to take. So, it thinks that this is going to take 43 minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, literally, like, ga- gas is really high. Like, gas is the transaction fee. Um, okay, this isn't that high. Let's see. Maybe we'll speed it up. Okay, we'll, we'll speed it up. That's not a bad use. Okay, we, we can, we, it's not that high. I mean, it, it's high for sure, but... So what, the issue here is that um, when I put, when I tried to execute this contract, I only put forth the, the slowest amount of gas. So I only, paid 0.00, I only paid $3.20, but if I wanted to go through faster, I could speed it up, I could increase my transaction fee. And that's how this works. There's a finite amount of these transactions that can go through. And even though this isn't a, a transaction, this is me just like approving my Ethereum address to interact with this smart contract. Like it's just like a security thing. Like, you know, I'm unlocking my, my, my uh, wallet. You have to pay to get that information saved to the Ethereum blockchain. So you have to pay for some storage space is what this is. Storage and transmission. Sometimes, um, you know, there's a finite amount of these things that can be saved at you know per unit time. So sometimes when you know when a lot of people are doing stuff and a lot of people are trying to get through contracts and these contracts have a lot of operations, they can be expensive. Um, you know, the prices go up. But you know, right now this is actually pretty low. So we're we're just going to speed it up. Three fifty three. Okay, it failed. Let's see what happened. This is good. This is live troubleshooting. Literally, this is like, if, if this ever happens, it's like, you, it's it's always safe. Like, it, it's very hard to go, the only way you can go wrong is sending something to the wrong address. But what we can do is we can just look at this and see why it failed. Um, so it failed the post, so let's see. Live troubleshooting here on and so, like, you know, I, I, I'm i doing this, and, you know, because I want, like, I, I know, I, I heard Colleen say something that she helped, you know, uh, someone who's kind of frantic, they thought it was lost, but you can actually always count on it. It's, it's actually not lost. <laughs> like, unless something really broke, but, you know, so here, what we're going to do is we're just going to retry the transaction. It didn't let me speed it up. Oh, it was already approved. That's why it didn't work. Okay, so... Uh, okay, <laughs> no, nothing was broken. I, I just tried to speed it up, but while I was trying to explain what speeding it up meant, it went through. So the, that estimate was, yeah, okay. We are good to go, <laughs> crisis averted. Okay, so I, got, I did that, unlocked it, I harvested it. I was actually using the yam harvester, but I, I had already unlocked that. Um, got it. So now I'm gonna migrate to V2. Burning your YAMV1 for YAMV2 is a permanent action. So, I have a business decision to make. Like, so right now YAMV1 is getting burned, but YAMV1 is still trading. So, if I burn it, I can't sell the YAMV1. But as people are burning it, the YAMV1 supply goes down. And what if there's failure with YAMV2? <laughs> like, what if that breaks? You know, so like you know, there's a potential, there's a chance that YAMV1 could pump again and it could pump higher than what YAMV2 might pump in that same period. And so like, you know, this is, this is, you know, part of like, you know, the unknown future and and that's what gives energy for price to move, right? Like, so, you know, I I, I think that I'm going to try to see what YAMV2 is. I'm going to in this case, I'm going to go with the herd. Sticking in B one is probably like the, you know, I don't think like like all the people that have a lot of Yam are probably moving to b two. Um, so I think they're burning like the large pools of Yam that could that like, you know, could have something to gain. They're probably moving. So I'm, I'm I'm going to stick with that. So we're just going to migrate, but we'll we'll keep an eye on what happens. We'll, we'll see if migrating was was the move or waiting for a. Yam v one pump to happen and then exiting. So we'll, 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 keep an eye on that movement in the future, but, um, just to migrate, you know, you just click that. So here it's $14 because the previous one is just approving this, this contract to interact with my wallet. Now we have to actually execute the contract. So this one has like a couple of operations. You have to like burn the coins, you know, do all this. Um, and so let's see what the gas fees are. So already fast. Um, so we'll just leave it at that. We'll, 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 try to just move it through, you know, what's the difference between, I mean, I guess the difference could add up, right? You know, if it goes up a thousand X like that $1 difference, you know, could make a difference, but you know, just for the sake of it, you know, we'll just set it to fast. It's good to support the mining ecosystem. It's good to pay. It's good to overpay if you can, um, because that keeps the incentive to, um, it keeps the incentive uh, for like this, the system to be secure, and it also creates a price floor. But yeah, so uh, that, that's, that's what the gas fee is now. Um, so that, that's, that's pretty high, like compared to what I'm pulling out. So, so far we've paid $3.20 plus $14. So 17, we've paid, uh, so 17 divided by, uh, what do we get, like 75 times 1.4. So we've paid 16% fees already (laughs) like just like just to do the contract. So like that's, you know, that's part of why, like, these are, these things like this are harder to like get involved with in small quantities because that's just like a massive percent. Um, whereas like somebody who has, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars, like they're paying the same gas fee as you. So to them, it's just like a much smaller percentage. So keep an eye on the gas fees. There's like, it goes in cycles. Like when a lot of people are doing stuff, so times when like a a good uh, frame of reference would be to look at um, to look look at like a very liquid, uh, and then let's look at the volume on here. This is a good proxy for gas fees, is. Trading volume because trading takes up a lot of gas. So, when trading volume is low, it's cheaper to do stuff like pennies. When trading volume is high, it's more expensive. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's just like a reality that so that's why smart contracts are a little bit harder to operate with on smaller amounts of money. Um, but, you know, that's just the market. There's, there's supply of, of Ethereum block space and then there's demand for it. And so the price is set at the margin and um, yeah, so we are, let's see the status of this transaction. So we migrated and now we have 7.2 YAM V2. So that's pretty interesting. So, you know, we just look in here, we need to add a token. So uh, we just got the YAM V2. we are gonna add a token. First, we need to find the YAM V2 token. Let's see if we can find it in here. Okay. Um, YAM V2. Let's see if this is legit. I don't know. Um, If we see our address in here, we'll know. Mm. or what, what did we do? It was like seven yam a couple seconds ago. Uh, I don't know, let's see, that'll be hard because there's all these trades in here. Um. So I think that's it. So we can copy this and then we can go to the yams or we can go to our wallet. We're gonna add a token here. And then we are going to custom token, token contract address, there, okay, EMB2. We just add it. So now there's our 7.2 yam that shows on our screen and our 7.2 yam that's there. So whenever you get like a new coin that's not like by default on there, you may have to add it um, like that. So you go to Ethereum, go to Etherscan, copy the contract address take it into your MetaMask wallet, and then, um, oh, I didn't even save it. So here, we'll just do it again. Take it in there. Next, add tokens, and then you just add it. So now, there we have it. So, we just secured YAM V2. Um, Let's see if we can find a YAM V2 price chart anywhere. Um, So, let's let's go to the Telegram chat in YAM, and we shall search. YAM V2 chart, it's maybe someone, I think I asked it. Let's see what the price is. So I don't think YAM V2 is on the other sites. Okay, that's all right. I mean, it's been going back up. So you never know though, like who knows what's gonna happen. Um, so that, that that just rolled out today. Um, so yeah, now we, we just successfully migrated our YAM V1 to Yamby too. And we'll see what the second chapter of yam.finance has in store for us. This is, this is pretty, you know, <laughs> uncharted territories. I
1: know like, it's really fascinating to be watching you do this. It's very cool.
0: thing. Yeah, it's, it's truly the wild west, like literally like yam farms included. <laughs> like, okay. it's, yeah. so we, you know, this still remains to be seen what, what happens there. But um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. You know, it, I, I think that Kind of how we talked about last week, like it's probably going to kind of be like, kind of be how ample, oh my gosh, remember we drew this chart last week? Look at that. Literally like, like kind of how, like it's going to spend some time above where people are, you know, buying more because the balance is going up, you know, when it's above the price target, you know, your gains compound, so people are buying. But then, when it's below, your gains are are decompounding, and so you know, I like these like cycles are, are going to take place. I think mean, this is what the YAM chart. It's going to have elements of this, um, so that's probably what we have in store for for YAM. And so maybe maybe we can infer what's going to happen to YAM by just looking at the YAM, um, the old YAM chart. So. Um, YAM started way above um, like way above the target price and so this is what YAM V3 will be Um, so YAM V2 doesn't have this like rebase price dynamic like the balance of YAM V2 um, it does like it says um, no rebases to serve as a placeholder so what they're going to do is like YAM V2 is meant to pause this rebase Because I think that if, like, on on regular YAM, if the rebase continues, it's just going to, like, drain a bunch of money. Like, I think a big amount of, like, a large pool of of funds was permanently locked. But the longer that this rebase goes on, like, every day it gets worse. I think it's just going to, like, drain a bunch of money. And so, like, burning the YAM helps to counteract this, like, this thing from happening and, like, transfer the value somewhere else. So, yambi 2 is is just like a placeholder now for yambi 3 but when people are speculating on the price of yambi 3 the data that they have to make decisions and make calculations on all they have is yambi 1 chart which was like literally like yambi 1 had um i think it was actually 24 hours of like um like of it working before they realized there was a serious bug. And so the price of YAM one was, <coughs> excuse me, it's smoky, these wildfires. The, the, the price of YAM one was like up at like $100. And so everyone's balanced like 10X because the target price is $1. So everybody got 10 times as many YAM, and so the price dumped. So like the price chart's hard to like look at. You should really look at market cap because it factors in that, that like, um, you know, the, the balance increase. But like when, the, the, air, when the, the bug was found, the price got as low as 0.1. So like there was like massive, massive losses. And when price was that low, people's balances get cut when price is above the target, your balance multiplies. When price is below the target on these rebase points, price you know diminishes your, your balance diminishes, it gets divided. Um, the like you know, people had big, big, big losses here. So even though price has been going up, people's balances have been going down every day. So like, you know, buying here, you're not really up 10x. You're up 10x divided by whatever amount the negative rebase was happening because the price is below the target. So, um, you know, there's that dynamic at play, but this is all that EMB3 has to look at. So maybe this is like the new bound. Like maybe if the price target is, uh, price target in EM is $1, and we're looking at the the log chart, and if price got as high as this, like, um, let's see, So if, if like, we think that, like, overall, like, if we think that yam is going to grow in the number of people that hold it, like, say we we take yam V3, like, starting from now. Like, if we think it's going to grow at, like, some, like, you know, what? So 30 degrees would be, um, you know, every three, like, you know, going up, like, every day going up you know, like three, three parts up for four parts over type growth of just like overall demand in, um, in YAM. And then we use that, you know, so like, you know, this like move from like, you know, one to 0.1 is like proportional to like, you know, the move from one to a hundred, which I don't know if we will even really get this high. That, that was, that was preposterous. That was pretty frothy. So say, say like the real Let's, let's try to find like a real, like price ceiling for YAM. You know, let's, let's take this one. This will actually make it easier that like hundred, that like 10 X rebase. That was probably a one-time thing. Probably the, the more realistic scenario is like this, like, you know, five to one rebase. <laughs> um, so let's, let's take that one into effect or we're, we're trying to like predict what's going to happen. I think that was like, that was, un, that was unnecessary. And, and like, that was anomalous. That that wasn't like, I don't think that was like a regular thing. Um, is
1: everybody unmuted? Um, is everybody unmuted?
0: Um, I, think, no, uh,
1: I think. No, we're unmuted. Or are we oh, are I, I I wanted to ask a question and it's probably gonna be so basic, but I, what is a serious bug? What does that even mean? <laughs>
0: I mean, like, so, uh, their, they, they, their code wasn't good. They, you know, like it, it's so like, I'm a, I'm a, like my, my day job is I'm a, I'm a software engineer. I don't really, I don't even understand this, like the scope of what, what it was, but something that caused, uh, it, it caused a certain wallet in the ecosystem to get too much of the supply. Like you'll have to watch the last video. It's like, like this, this is like a very, this is like a very like, like a very new concept of these things. It's like, it's like this whole rebase coin concept. So like, there's a lot of context involved in this, but somehow one particular wallet, it should have gone up by like, you know, 20%, but it went up by like something absurd, like like millions of percent. So. Uh... And because of that, because this thing, like, relies on, like, some measurement in how, like, this thing calculates what to do, mm-hmm. if, like, that massive number just, like, threw off this calculation, uh. and so permanently, like, made it so that, like, a certain thing that's supposed to happen could never happen, because the number just won't match. launched. You can't change it. Mm. Like... It's, it's very hard, like, it, it's hard to correct certain things. Uh-huh. And so their, their, their code, like, that they're trying to use to, to operate this system that, like, you know, it it, it self it tries to self-regulate the price to be, in like, equal to $1. It's yeah, trying to be yeah. what we call a stablecoin. So it's trying to hit this price target. And that's just, like, the way that this, like, mathematically, you know, tries to achieve that you know, that price, like, that's just like the economics of it. The, the software that runs that just had a bug and the bugs are especially hard to fix because when you publish the contract to Ethereum, you set it in stone. Like, you know, you can't, like when we go in here on, on etherscan and when we read the, this code. So when we look at, this is Yambi 2 but if we were looking at Yambi one something in their code was wrong <laughs> and it caused their system to, to, to like permanently freeze. And so like in order to recover from that, be like, you know, they, they want whatever system they were trying to build, they want that to exist. And so they saw where they went wrong and the only way to fix it is to issue this like temporary coin that they're going to try to like fix that bug they had in the first try on this new one and try to like restart and so a lot of people lost money. They didn't lose it all. You know, they lost like maybe like 80%. But like, you know, they're they're trying to fix it. So like, that's kind of what, what like a, a bug in this, you know, means. It's like literally like a bug in how like the software that runs this, this system, because it's like not run by people, it's all run by software. The software has to be right the first time. You know, like like in, like I, I, I work in a, you know, at a, at a legal tech startup and um, there's certain things where like, you know, bugs can have a big impact, but a lot of things where, you know, e- even in a legal tech setting, you know, bugs, like as long as it's reliable, like 98% of the time, or even like 95%, you know, just certain things, like certain bugs have like various degrees of impact, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that world, you know, bugs are like pretty, like pretty important, but even still like there's tolerance for it. But on things like, you know, like a like a gif like a like a like a meme website if it's down for a couple hours like you know that's probably fine like there are bugs there it's not a big deal can be fixed so like you know in that setting like bugs aren't as important but in like financial applications mm-hmm. the, the bugs are really important that's part of the risk of getting involved in things that haven't had time to be tested mm-hmm. tested with time
1: yeah. You know? yeah so that's that's like
0: an, an important concept you know across really all the stuff is it like mm-hmm. like when we talk about like like when we talk about how high HEX can go or how high Bitcoin can go, a way we estimate that is what's the odds of it going to zero. And surprisingly, when the odds of it going to zero are really high, the, the, the potential outcome is also really high. Because with so much risk, there's a comparable amount of reward. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. you know, but like, so in this case, like, you know, the risk was really high that it went to zero. So there was like, you know, potential high outcome but it actually went to zero. <laughs> like it, it had a critical failure. Well, it didn't go to zero, it went down like 80%. So like, that's like, you know, very, it's a pretty big loss, but like, you know, this is a prime example of like, you know, this is like the level of risk, risk that's involved. And when it works mm-hmm. out, it's great, but when it doesn't, you know, you don't want to lose your 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 real yam farm gambling this <laughs> stuff, you know, it, it is speculation and it's very early stage. So, yeah. you know, bugs, bugs matter.
1: <laughs> yeah. But people are very
0: forgiving too. Like people are still trading it, even though there's a critical bug in how, how this works. Like people are still buying and selling it and making money. So like, you know, people have actually do have a high tolerance for bugs sometimes in financial applications. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll, probably see the, like the price of, of V three oscillate, um, you know, oscillate around the, um, we, we look at here, like if, that was like the high was there and the low was like right there. You know, may- maybe like so this is being interfered with because, um, you know, the v 3 thing. Like so like there's not like the true market cycle taking place uh, because this isn't v 3 Like YAMV3 doesn't exist yet. Let's see if we can find the YAMV2 one. Um, let we say we, oh yeah, here it is. Uh, there's candles. I, I like candles a little bit easier if we look at the 24 hour. So it's only been around for like 24 hours. So like, it's not even enough data to really like work with and it's above the target, but this one doesn't rebase. So this one won't have like yamb two will not have that like oscillation built in because the one is still rebasing, but now what's happening is yamb one is being burned. So the supply of yamb one is going down. Um, so like YAMV one could still continue to trade. Like people may never transition. Like some proportion of YAMV one will never convert to YAMV two because there's a window in, uh, you know, in one day and thirteen hours, you like YAMV one will be stuck forever. And so like YAMV one will continue to trade. Actually, may, maybe I might buy some YAMV one. I I actually wish I wouldn't have have done all of it. I I could if I would have gone into the actual like yambi2 contract like say i didn't trust this website i could have gone into here and actually like ran the contract like the migrate like you know how we saw it? we did the migrate here like we clicked the migrate button and then we did the migrate function
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, we could have done that in the like we could have done that here by coming into this and like approving it, uh, you know, transfer transfer from our old address, transfer to, transfer how much, like we could have gone in here and typed in. So here we would have had to type in the burner address. Here we would have typed in from like my address. Um, you know, here we would have typed in the, you know, the, the amount we're going to mint. So whatever that was. Like we, you know, how much we, we like, we're going to like, you know, like we could have gone and done this. We, we use like yam.finance is like useful interface, but like, if you didn't trust that, you could go in here and do it. So like, you know, like this is like what you're doing, like by migrating your yam, you're, you're doing this, but not all the yam is going to migrate. And so as, as, as like old yam, like yam v one turns into yam b2, it gets burnt. The total supply goes down um so of, of yam v one, and so you know yam v one will still continue to trade like you know it's it's like that that's also like part of the staying power of some of these things is that like even with a critical vulnerability where like they had a massive bug that like still impacts it like like it, it it could have like a constant leak, but just because volatility just happens as people buy and sell these things um like this, this could very well trade for a long time. And, you know, and for some reason it could just like randomly pump in price one day. And so like, you know, it's, it's the, even when people think that like, Oh, that thing's going to zero, it's actually pretty hard for these things to actually go to zero. Like it, it actually takes there to be like no more left where like nobody will even offer you anything else for it. But like, you know, it still kind of operates in this like rebase fashion. So, you know, it, it does have some staying power, but I think that YAM 3 is probably gonna oscillate, you know, probably in this type of range, um, you know, with the, you know, with this upper bound, you know, who knows what, what the, how long that'll take, you know, like in Ample, it, it spends, um, what is that, 28th of June, So it spent like a whole month above the price target. And then it has spent almost another entire month below the price target. So at least in this first one, this like, it's about like a monthly cycle here. So we don't know because YAM failed on day one. (laughs) So we don't really know the, the, what, what the cycle was. So again, like it's, it's probably going to have its own, its own cycle. Um, You know, unique to Unique to uh, like you know unique to yam v three but you know it 's probably going to have that similar behavior so i 'm still trying to figure out what to do with it um, i i 'm only holding it purely for like experimental i don 't i don 't really recommend doing this unless you 're like really active because like i i don 't i don 't consider this like yam farming concept to be as like risk-free yield as I do HEX because YAM requires a little bit more activity. Like like this is the ample chart, but like act as, as if this is YAM because this is probably what YAM's chart's gonna look like. Um, it's like there's windows of time where it's like most profitable to be in it. And then there's like long periods of time where you're like losing, like you're yours down, 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 like big opportunity costs, you know, you're having losses Losses that don't regain themselves, like when price goes back up. So like, if you ha- if you bought on this day, when price was in, in, these rebase coins, like, you know, this like advanced one, this is why I, I usually recommend people just like buy some, you know, Bitcoin hex and Ethereum. Cause like, that's like, you know, that's those you don't really have to manage. But like, if you bought on, on, on this day right here, this whole period of time your balance of ample is going down and the value is going down. And when price recovers, like say price, you know, uh makes it past the um let me just make it a little brighter to see. Like if it, you know this cycles back up to this price, you didn't make back everything you lost by holding through this downturn. So oh like they're, they're, it, it requires more activity to be successful in these. And so this isn't like a long-term hold, this is like an active trade, like kind of how what like, and that's where people kind of get confused. Is it like, you know, there's so much hysteria, these people that were buying the price up so much, they thought this was like something that was, they're gonna buy and it was gonna keep going up. But like, there's times where like, people are having big losses by holding it. So, like it, it tries to be a stable coin, but in effect, it's really a volatility coin. And so it's more like a binary option. It's like a high risk, you know, high ROI trade that is not like a buy and hold thing, you know, but it just has these like, use like the the things that like, you know, like the whole essence of dip catcher is that we're, we're trying to equip ourselves with the skills that we can execute on opportunities when they present themselves. And in the crypto space, that's usually framed around coins that like, you want to buy and hold on to for a long period of time. And so you want to buy like, you know, a super low price. Um, and so, you know, like that whole like framing, it's all about like, you know, you want to buy things low, that you can hold on to for a long time. Things like these, like rebase coins, you want to buy low because you also want to sell high because if you buy low and then don't sell high, you can still end up with pretty big losses, even if the price stays relatively same. So, Like this doesn't really fit into like the things that like are more tried and true that are like good things to be catching dips for, but I, I can't, I kind of can't help myself with these things because like the, the like price dynamics are really interesting um, and the supply dynamics are even more interesting. And so that's, that's really what we pay close attention to. Um, And so these are really exciting, but um, you know, be, you, you, you do have to, you know, be a little bit more, more strategic around these things in order to make more money than you would have made just like buying or holding, you know, Bitcoin, Ether, Hex. Like, you know, there, there's people that make a lot of money, but they're but they're also very knowledgeable and they have a lot of practice. So, you know, you should work up to that level of practice and, and, and knowledge before you start experimenting with some of these things. But if you just have like a couple of bucks that you just want to like, you know, try it out with, by all means, you know, like there's only one way to like learn this stuff and it's like to get practice. But... You know, as always, like, you know, do not, you know, you know, be responsible. Do not risk more than more than you can, more than you can lose. You know, you can risk what you spend on Netflix, you know, risk what you spend on haircuts. You know, that's how, that's where I've gotten here. Um, you know, risk what you spend on the movie theater. You know, all the money you're not spending by not like going out, like doing leisure stuff, like during lockdown. You know, that's, that that's money that you can either be putting into like your savings through Bitcoin or, you know, to, Start experimenting with some of these like new financial technologies that, that are going to be like you know at the cornerstone of like you know major institutions of the, of the future. You know this is this is like where the stuff gets invented, and so um, you know it's all it's always good to you know to be knowledgeable about about these things. But you know it's very very high risk as you know we see play out you know in Yam like in real time here, um, and then you know with the ample what we talked about last week. Um, so yeah, this is this is an exciting exciting you know couple couple of weeks that we've we've been you know catching live once a week it's been awesome this this is literally like I'm I'm so I'm so thankful for everyone that's been you know tuning in and and really holding me accountable for you know for getting on and you know doing this stuff every week um you know but also like you know it's it's really made it's it's helped us like be there for these things you know like you know we wouldn't have been able to like understand what was going on in these things and like understand this like whole new type of you know, totally type of monetary system, unless we are you know, coming you know, getting together every week to talk about these things, you know, because it, it, it comes and goes, these things happen so fast. So, like, really, like, thank you all to everyone who's been, who's been, you know, tuning in with me. Like, this is, like, I, like I'm, I'm so thankful for everything I've learned just by, you know, help, help like, by watching this unfold in real time. With you all. Yeah,
1: Brian, I mean, really extraordinary. I can't believe what's unfolded in the last six months from being here with you, it's been amazing. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we've seen the happening, we've seen (laughs) X go through like its first major bull and bust cycle, Um, you know, we've seen the, you know, we've seen this like whole like rebase coin trend go on, you know, we've, we've talked about like some of the most important like geopolitical issues going on in real time, you know with like the money supply you know the world questioning what is money you know how can we count it um you know and, and it's like everything's just you know happening in real time and so it's been it's been so awesome just, you know and this is just like the, you know this is like it, it, it's like it's crazier and crazier every time like we're literally talking about a yam farm that as price goes up your value your your number in your wallet goes up as price goes down the number in your wallet goes down like what like. You know, but, but, you know, these are like the building blocks of like the future financial reality that, you know, that we're going to live in, you know, it's like, we're already living this financial reality, you know, like you, you can hold this stuff. Like you can just log on. Like you don't even need to sign up with anybody. You know, you just need to, you know, you need to acquire the the Ethereum first, but like we didn't set up an account. Like we didn't have to do all that. Like no one stopped us, you know? So, you know, there's, there's a lot of power in this, you know, where, um, you know, these things are, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity, um, you know, before they become fully like ingrained in the public, you know, like get, like it's, it's up to, you know, people like us to take out a lot of that risk, you know, by, by you buying something when it's very low, like buying like a brand new coin, like buying, you know, buying Bitcoin, at, you know, at, at this time, like you, even though Bitcoin is, um, let's just pull up the chart, like buying Bitcoin, um, what you're really doing is you're you're de-risking it for people in the future. Like by you holding Bitcoin today, you're making Bitcoin less risky for people in the future. And those people in the future are gonna pay you for bearing that risk by paying a higher price. They're gonna bring the value of your Bitcoin up because when price was really low, when demand was really low, you as a bitcoin holder took on that risk like you're the one that risked holding bitcoin when price was in a downtrend and by taking that risk somebody later on when price goes up and some of the risk has been alleviated they're going to pay you for hold, for taking that risk for them by paying a higher price so like you know that's like really what, what we're doing in all this like across all these things like you know buying being able to like you know take that risk you know in small degrees like you don't want to risk too much because it's so risky like the reason why the price can go up is because you at a time when there was very high risk you were willing to bear that risk and so people pay you for it later um and so like you know that, that that's why you know there's a lot of you know like just constant opportunity because like as people start to like you know, explore new, like monetary phenomena, you know, like, like, you know, dynamic supply concepts, you know, there's risk and there's reward, you know, because like, you know, the market is like demanding that, like the market demands something that they can, you know, like be able to make a lot of money in a short amount of time. The market demands that and the market demands, you know, things that hover where the price averages out to be a dollar. And so like, you know, whenever there's demand, there's opportunity. And when there's, like, you know, when, when there's risk involved with that opportunity, um, it, it can compound into these price swings and the price swings are, you know, where, you know, like you can make up for not being in as early, like, you know, you can, you can buy dips and with the amount of money that you make, it's like, as if you had just bought in much earlier. And so, um, you know, just like trying to picture the market as just like, a way that people pass around risk um, and pay each other for it, um, that's that's like probably a good way to, just to like understand these things. Because like if you just look at the number, like it doesn't really make sense, because what like Bitcoin's $1,000, Yam is $1, you know, Ample is $1, or no, Ample is 79 cents, you know, Hex is, you know, point, Oh, Oh, three dollars. Like, you know, it, it, it's hard to like, you know, understand what that really means. But if you instead just kind of look at it on like a long time frame, um, and then like compare it to where it started, where like when it started, the risk was really high. Um, and then now that the risk is a little bit less high cause like, you know, more people know about it, price goes up, but then, you know, there's still a significant amount of risk involved, you know, like in hex, like we're only a couple months in and then, you know, like, as you know, that last bit of risk gets like alleviated, then maybe price will go up, you know, price will go up again. And so, you know, and as this happens, you know, as price goes into these, like, you know, something that we, I think we talked about in our first video these like push and exhaustion cycles, you know, now you know like as price goes up by you know 600 percent what that means is that the risk has been reduced by 86 percent so like you know that that's really like how to approach these and so like you know it it, it's so early where like even if like you feel like you're late like it's still very early and even though like you are late like in, in bitcoin like this has been around for like 10 years like there's been there's already been um you know like two and a half full like de-risking cycles where like you know these like boom and bust cycles where each time price you know goes up and then comes back down the the price that it comes back down to increases this orange line like that's That's up. That means that there is now um, like within this four year period and the next four year period, um, like that difference there is in, in Bitcoin there is, um, 61% less risk, um, over this time. So like, you know, if over this next bull cycle, you know, now, like, still, like, Bitcoin is still too risky for people. You know, there are some people where, you know, maybe like they're like, you know, they, you know, either it's too risky or like they don't understand it, or they've been misinformed, or they're just like not really mentally prepared to like unpack this, or they just never took the steps to take action. You know, like the, you know, the the, the one thousand dollar Bitcoin wasn't valuable enough for them to like take action to learn how to buy some Bitcoin. You know, so like those people were like overall, like no matter why they didn't buy, even if they didn't know about it, Bitcoin was too risky for them to buy at this price. But as Bitcoin price goes up, it becomes less risky uh, because it becomes more, you know, the industry's larger, there's more liquidity, more, more money at stake, so the services get better. So like, you know, if we reach a point where, you know, there's like in, like in this next four year halving cycle, um, if there's risk, you know, we have like another like boom and bust cycle, Um, And then like from there, like say, say from here, you know, the risk only, you know, the risk to like the previous all time high is like that same, like 60%, like say over this next four year cycle, um, we have six, like 60% less risk than what we have today. Um, You know, we could see, you know, price going up. You know, to say like 300K, I think I was the, like in our first video we, we called 300K for a 60K retrace. You know, like in this next boom of us cycle, like you know, a lot of risk is going to be alleviated, and then maybe that's when you know the next crop of people are like, okay, it's less volatile now, more you know accepted. Major institutions are going to start holding it. Nations are going to start holding it. They already have. Last week we talked about how a like a, a major publicly traded company. Bought 250 million dollars of Bitcoin, um, you know, and and in previous calls we've talked about how nations have been accumulating uh, Bitcoin by mining because they have energy that is too expensive to sell because there's there's price interference, and so nations are starting to acquire this stuff, and so as this happens, it becomes less and less risky that you know there's less risk that like someone won't be there demanding it, um, and so you know Bitcoin's had a lot of time to de-risk. That's why like the first you know, the first, what is that? 200,000%, the first 300,000% move in Bitcoin has already happened. But like, you know, those people that held from that time till now, like this is why you can't feel bad about not buying there. They took 99.98% more risk than you. So like you pay them for that. You know, they took almost 100% more risk, like almost an infinite amount more risk than you. Um, And so like, you know, it, it, like the, the price reflects that, you know, but like we're only in in the fourth cycle of Bitcoin out of 130, about 130 years, 32 cycles. We're in cycle number four. So, you know, people that are going to be buying Bitcoin for the first time in cycle eight are going to be paying you a premium for having taken the risk in cycle number four. So, you know, Bitcoin has, you know, it's definitely a lot more advanced than some of these, you know, like in time as some of these other ones, you know, like hex. Like when we look at the, at the hex price, let's um, look like at dollars so it's easier for people to kind of grasp. Like when we're looking at here, you know, we're like what, like nine months in, you know? So, like, you know, compared to Bitcoin where we're 10, 11 years in, you know, so we're, we're just the beginning. You know, things like uh, flow, you know, we are nine days in. So, nine days, nine months, nine years. Like, that's the level of risk here. So, like, you know, flow is, you know, much riskier than hex. And hex is much riskier than Bitcoin. And, but because of that, the price of flow measured in hex could go up, you know, and the price of hex measured in Bitcoin could go up a lot because there's that risk that maybe in the future someone will pay me for it. So, you know, it, it, it's with these things like, they come like so fast, like flash in a pan, you know, people kind of, you know, call like crypto people kind of like, like the gold speculators that like settled in like, during the gold rush in San Francisco. It is kind of like that because, you know, these things come like a flash in the pan. Like when we look at the flow chart, um, like flow was only, Under a quarter for the first, how many hours is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. For the first 18 hours, flow was under a quarter and it hasn't returned to that level yet. So like there's such a tiny window for like those like really big, like outsized returns. There is a tiny window, you know, but like, just as like the larger, you know, the, the higher that your starting point is the you know, larger window there is. And since there's less risk involved because price has already explored that area, like there's that premium involved. And so like, you know, that, that's why, you know, it's, it's good to just like get to that first step. Um, like, I, I know this this call, I mean, our, our calls lately have been very advanced. Like, these aren't, necessarily, and I know we have a lot of people who is the first time joining us, but um, what we're going to be trying to do is trying to publish a lot more, like, kind of like evergreen, like, you know, content on how to, like, just like how to do the basics, like how to set up your MetaMask wallet, how to buy Ethereum, how to, you know, swap on Uniswap, you know, how to buy Bitcoin, how to send it to a wallet you control, like, those basic things. Like, we'll, we'll definitely be be sending out some some content know to help you get there Um, but once you're there like that's what you like that's like the base level that you need in order to catch opportunities like that where there's like 18 hours where people anybody like in the public like like this was there was no insiders like I'm I'm like I know a lot about this stuff but by no means am I an insider like I don't personally know anybody that does this like like that builds these things so like these this is all public knowledge that you that's like out in the open on on Twitter and Telegram so like that's like why it's so good to just like be equipped to execute opportunities because like that's the only way that you can like be at the right place at the right time to, you know, catch something at like the lowest price that it might ever be. Um, and so, um, you know, you know, we, we, we definitely go in depth here, but definitely the, the, the first steps are really just to kind of get acclimated with these things and just start practicing because, you know, you don't like it's hard to like identify and catch these things if it's like your first time. You know, like the first thing that introduced me to crypto, uh, which is like a whole other story we'll talk about another time. Uh, Like, you know, I, I, I made, I made some good money, but I left way more money on the table than I made. So I had a pretty big loss and that's just because I wasn't very skilled. I didn't have the skills. I didn't have the the knowledge and it just takes practice. And so now, you know, and and I think like Colleen and Dan, when I was talking to them the other day, they even told me that, you know, they, they feel so confident to like be doing this stuff just because they've been, they've been practicing. And that's really all it takes. And then over time, that just adds up to where, you know, you can start being really comfortable, like, you know, navigating stuff, seeing stuff, you know, on Twitter, on Telegram, and then knowing like what questions to ask yourself and like how to assess it. Um, and then that's, that's how you can, you know, really start to explore some of these like more advanced topics um, where, where a lot of like the, you know, crazy returns can exist. But yeah, I mean, if, if anyone has any questions about um, you know, about anything, um, you know. I have a question,
1: Brian. Where yeah. do you, like, so I don't have the sort of finesse to find, like, a flow or a yam. Where, what are your sources? Where do you go and, and who do you, Who are you trusting that you're listening to in Twitter? Um, I think you said Twitter and Telegram were the, your first two places in the morning to go to. Uh-huh.
0: So, um, like, pretty much, like, like, I can't even really name any off the top of my head. Like I kind of follow like just like a lot of people that are like talking about like stuff in DeFi and in crypto. Um, I never really take anyone for their word. Like, and I try to avoid buying into pumps because a lot of people that they'll like, like especially big name accounts, like they buy something and then they wait for it to start pumping and then they start pumping it, like they start promoting it. And a lot of times it's like too late by the time you like fully hear about it. Um, But I like things where, um, like where like obscure accounts are tweeting about it, like small scale ones, like I think those are like probably better to follow than like kinda like the mainstream like influencers. Like, the influencers are probably trying to pump their own bags, but, like, you want to find people who talk about them, but, like, by them talking about it, they themselves aren't, like, moving the price up very much. Like, so, like, you know, people that don't have the incentive to, like, tell you to buy the top because they don't really have that much where, like, the people that they can reach are going to move the price, whereas, like, big influencers with, like, big followings, like by the time they're like publicly promoting something that's probably near the top. Sometimes it's not, sometimes, you know, like it's continues to pump, but like there's usually a better time. Like, but sometimes when like big influencers are tweeting about stuff, I'll look, I'll start looking for a dip. I'll look for the people that bought on their tweet to get shooken out of their position and be selling. Or like, I'll be waiting for like the influencer to like be dumping into the people that they're like having buy into the top. And then whenever that like down cycle is done, then maybe I'll look for, for like, the, like the momentum and like the trend to continue. You know? So like, I just kind of try to keep my ear to the street and just like look at stuff. Um, I look to see what characteristics people are promoting. If they're just promoting that price is going up, um, that's not really like, you know, to me that's just like, okay, the price has already gone up. Like I should have bought that last week. Um, but I look for people talking about other characteristics. So lately things like yield, I think the first thing I saw about um, flow was that it pays 1% yield per day without staking. Um, and so I wanted to see how that worked because my first impression of flow was that, okay, 1%, 1% inflation is really high. Who does that go to? Because like a couple in one of our other videos, which, which you should watch, it's the Hex Bitcoin comparison. Uh, the, the key thing that we talked about was where the inflation gets paid to. Like that's, like that's probably the one question that matters in all cryptocurrencies is, is, you know, it doesn't matter what the inflation is. It matters who it gets paid to and in what proportions. So like in, in Bitcoin, the inflation gets paid to miners and they get paid that inflation as a fee from all the holders so that they make it so expensive to make it impossible to counterfeit. Like the mining is part of this like anti-counterfeiting software. Like that's what, so the inflation in Bitcoin goes to preventing counterfeiting, um, you know, and in Hex, the inflation doesn't go to miners. It goes to people who are in, in who have time locked their coins. They've entered a smart contract that, that guarantees that they won't sell their coins before a certain date. Um, and so... In, in hex, the, like, the inflation gets paid to the time lockers and more inflation gets paid to people based on how long they, they lock their coins for. And the purpose of that is because the people who are locking their coins for longer, they are not, they're guaranteeing that they're not going to sell their coins. And so they are providing price support. They're helping make sure the price won't go up because they're guaranteeing that no matter what the price is, those coins can't move. So like in HEX, the inflation gets paid to people who are providing price support. They're helping the price today be higher because they're agreeing to not sell their coins for longer. So in order to, to incentivize them to do that, they're getting paid interest. You know, like so people are trading, like people who are buying and selling HEX today are, are paying people who have agreed to not sell HEX before. A certain date in the future, um, and so that's where the inf- inflation in HEX goes to. And in Flow, the inflation goes to everybody. So it's as if the inflation is going to nobody. So HEX. So like, even though there's high inflation, um, the inflation quickly gets factored into the price, and so um, the the inflation of Flow is very high. So it's like so the bullishness of flows move to the upside is actually understated because the, the, the price is going up. Um, you know, so price went up, say, if we measure, um, you know, let's just go from like, just to keep it easy. Um, so 0.2 cents to $2. So price went up about, um you know almost a thousand percent so price went up so times 10 and then everyone's balance went up by 0.06 compounded per day over nine days so 0.01 to the nine so like in reality the the price of um you know, the, it, it went up 10.9 X, not just 10 X. So like, you know, the, 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 because the inflation's being paid equally to everybody from the perspective of all the people inside the flow community, they all stayed within the same standing, but relative to people outside of flow who didn't get paid the inflation, they missed out. So somebody who, um, you know, somebody who like, let's see, somebody who sold, so somebody who bought, uh, so bought flow at $1. So, um, somebody who bought at, sorry, I'm, I'm having, so someone who bought it at, at one flow, wrote it up to two or even like in that same day. So like even before, like, there, there was like a period of time, because these these things happen, I think, every 24 hours. So like within a day, price had gone from one to two dollars, one to two dollars. So somebody who bought it one and then sold it two, and then even if they bought back in at one, they missed out on the inflation gain because they never held flow when one of those inflations hit. So if you bought like a thousand flow, sold that thousand flow. Waited for price to go back down fifty percent, rebought a thousand flow. You would have missed out on you know part of that gain. You would have had to in order to like truly have broken even, uh, you would have had to buy back, uh, one thousand and ten flow to make up for that one percent flow that you'd missed out on by just having it held flow during that time. So, the increasing supply, actually in the same way that like in hex it like because you earn interest by, by holding it, you have to out like by buying high and then rebuying back in at a lower price. It makes it like that, so that you have to buy in at an even lower price to factor in for the inflation that you missed out on, you know, like the inflation that you would have earned by just holding the, holding the hex. Um, you like, you know, that's opportunity cost. And so that has to get factored in. So anyone who's selling flow is factoring in that like that flow that they're holding today could become 1% larger tomorrow. Um, And so that's like the, the, what, what everyone's factoring in. So that, I think that's part of what's contributing to this is that like, you know, if people like, rather than people trying to like sell high than rebuy back low, most people that try to do that anyways, lose money like people that trade end up buying the top and selling the bottom. So like they end up losing money anyways, like probably only like less than 10% of people will actually make more than 1% trading just anyways. So that like 1%, like ROI price floor um, that actually keeps out a lot of the trading and a lot of the trading is, is what like a lot of the people are like, who would otherwise be like, you know, selling the price down. Like there aren't that many people that are like, or they're, they're just less people that are selling high to try to buy low because the accuracy in which they sell high and buy low, they have to be more than 1% more accurate in how well-timed they are for it to be worth it, like on like the risk-adjusted reward basis. So like these, these inflation dynamics actually help the price go up, even though like, the, like because the inflation is happening equally to everybody, Um, like it's as if like no inflation is happening, but like part with like the psychological effect of seeing the balance go up. And then also because like the inflation represents opportunity cost, um, it actually like can support the price. So that's why I think like, I I think flow kind of has like some elements of of Bitcoin where it has like those like long-term happening cycles and it has elements of hex where like inflation gets paid to holders as opposed to in Bitcoin where the inflation gets paid to miners who are actually sellers like in, in Bitcoin the inflation gets paid to people who are selling Bitcoin because they're mining they have to sell to pay power costs flow and hex are being paid to holders so it could have favorable price dynamics in that sense but the thing that like Bitcoin ha- has like a resounding advantage on over this is that like you know the risk of going to zero is so much lower you know so like um, you know there's still like much higher like potential outcome but because of that there's much higher risk of it going to truly go to zero and like really wiping you out. So like, you know, because of like the, the time difference, you know, like uh, Yam has been around for nine days, Bitcoin has been around for, let's say it's 10 times 365, but it's more than that. So nine divided by 3650 is something like, uh, or so flow has been around of the time is Bitcoin and every day that goes on, like, you know, it it makes up a little bit of ground, but until like the difference, until that difference of days, until that, you know, until 3650 is now, uh, 99% of the total difference. So divided by 0.01. So in 365,000 days, will there be like a, like a negligible difference between how long they've been around? <laughs> so in a hundred years, <laughs> will like the time difference be negligible? Like, Bitcoin, that's why Bitcoin just is kind of like the king of all this, where like, you know, it, it, it's like where, you know, it's like the most sophisticated because it, it's like the least risky. Like Bitcoin is the risk-free asset in all of this. You know, all these ones have significant risk compared to Bitcoin. Um, so like these things have just like a lot of time that like no amount of new money coming in and no amount of like software innovation can make up for that lost time. Um, so that's just, you know, part of this like risk premium that that gets allocated to people. And then, you know, projects try to make up that with the inflation, you know, in, in incentives, but you know, like these are, these are still, you know, experimental and there's high degree of risk, but you know, because of that, you know, that's, that's where the reward comes from. And that's why we celebrate volatility. Um, And because it, it, that's what provides the opportunity that, you know, that that you can have to, uh, you know, just amplify your income. You know, that's really the name of the game. Like you want to, you want to, you know, in the words of JC, you want to, you want to make more money with with less hours of work. And so like, that's, that's kind of what, what all these things serve in the market. Does, Does anyone else have any questions before we, before we wrap
2: up? Well, I just want to uh, mention really quick, sort of as Brian was mentioning, uh, I I had told them yesterday, actually, just within the last week, everything started to like sink in. And uh, honestly, a lot of that has to do with practicing, getting on Metamask, even if I'm not like buying or selling or like swapping, just logging in and then getting familiar, like doing like the little things, practicing uh, has helped me a long way. It's so yeah, now I feel a lot more comfortable, and like I'll I spend like I'll get up and I'll look at the chart, and then um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I'm still new at all this, but I've just been consistently showing up, and like even if I don't understand it, trying to like not worry about that and understand like the little things uh, ultimately like equal the big things in the end. So uh, I appreciate all the the. The work you've done with us, man, it's it's huge. Like, thank you so much.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and and thank you, Daniel. Thanks for you know helping you know with with. Daniel's been the one posting these to YouTube and and posting on the Dipcatcher Telegram. So, like, thank you so much, you know, for that. That's you know, really really helped me, you know, like you know, stay up to date with like a lot of these things and like you know keep you know keep sharing. And, And you know, I'm I'm always happy to you know be sharing with with you all because that's how I learned. Like, you know, I like, the, you know, the, the time that I spend just like trying to like find, you know, interesting things and, and you know, unpack some of the stuff for you all. Um, you know, I, I feel like that really puts me ahead too. So thank you all for, for, for joining us. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to, know, you know, who knows what's going to, you know, I, we haven't decided what, what we're going to talk about next week, but if you have anything that like you'd like to, you know, maybe covered, um you know feel free to like you know, just post it in, in dip catcher you know i'll probably try to you know make a short answer there but then we can always go into more depth on these calls um but yeah thank you so much for everyone who, who stuck around this is a you know an exciting exciting last couple of weeks and i can't wait to see what continues to unfold over here so thank you all so much for joining us and until next time uh you know keep keep catching dips you know keep keep your ears to the ground and then let's all go have some fun So we'll talk to you all later. Thank you so much.